Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast, the holiday edition of the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. Uh, happy belated Hanukkah to all you Jews listening. Yeah, yeah. Happy Kwanzaa, what's upcoming? Merry Christmas, and to all you heathens, happy Festivus. Happy Festivus. Well, if you wanted to talk sports, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I'm Mitchell Kaminsky. <clears throat> and I'm Marshall Macaluso, and here we'll give you this week's rundown of the top leagues, who's hot, who's not, and our hot topics of the week. Let's get right into it. It's been a while since we've had a podcast. It's been a while, yeah. It's been on break. So, side note, yeah, we're on break, so we don't. We're both we're both working men, yes. and doing stuff. So we'll try and get these out earlier, but this one's a little late. So you done anything so, since uneventful? I played a lot of Xbox. Ah, so there you go. Productive. Yeah. I had one of the worst nights of sleep, I think, in my life. It's a very traumatizing experience. So those of you who don't know, I had to stay back in Peoria. A little bit longer, like a week longer. I had to escape. Yes. Because I, I had to do NBC. I had to do I would do the camera work as an intern for an NBC <laughs> basketball game. Anyway, I had to stay. Friend, I was at a friend's house. Who was uh, lucky enough? I was lucky enough to have him invite me over to his house off campus. So I get to the house first off. The first red flag is it is littered with beer cans all over. It was like a we, minefield of beer we, cans. We, as Dorm Dispute Podcast, do not condone underage drinking or yes. drinking in general. Yes. Yeah. Horrible. The couch was, uh, put it mildly, it was not in very good shape. So I'm sleeping there. Your trap house. Couch, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I take off my shoes, because I'm a good house desk. Yeah. And I'm sleeping on this couch. It's dark. I'm having trouble falling asleep. And all of a sudden I hear this sound. And it sounds like the, the predator sound. It's like... <laughs> so now I'm like freaked out. I'm like, ugh. Were you, were you, was this you? Yeah, just, it was just me on the couch. Uh-oh. Everyone's upstairs. Actually, I don't even know if there's anyone upstairs. It was like quiet. It's dark there. Hey, this predator sound. And it's freaking me out. So I have like a problem. I'm having trouble falling asleep as it is. So then barely I fall asleep with this predator noise going all over. And then I wake up and there's a cat on my face. So naturally I'm like, ah! And this cat, that's the cat's name's Thor. Wonderful cat. But he does like, I felt like Ty Lu with Alan Iverson. Because he goes to step over my face. And I got these cat's nuts in my face waking up with these it was awful. So I get the cat off of me, and I'm freaked out. I roll out of bed, and then I step on a beer can. Oh my, my foot's goodness. killing me. It was a disaster. Worst night of sleep I think I've ever had. Anyway. But now we're home. We're yeah, shooting podcasts. We're both both working. Mariano's. Yeah, Mariano's represent. Right. Yes, fastest salami slicer. This side of the Mississippi. And I eat some salami. Look at... Ham's another story. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while, yeah. Yes. You need lunch meat or something? Mariano's. <laughs> Shameless plug. Anyway, let's get right into it. The Pro Bowl rosters were announced this week, followed by the annual belly aching about who got snubbed. On all the talk shows and blogs, they blow up and, How could you leave out Andrew Luck and Alvin Kamara, Darius Leonard, Russell Wilton, Lander Vander Esch, insert another player that the fanboys want to be outraged over? Even my colleague Marshall here fell victim to this, yeah. texting me about how Bradley Trubb got screwed over because he, he led all rookies in sacks and he, he did. didn't get in. He's got 12. Well, for all of you that are feeling pissed off about the Pro Bowl rosters, I have a message for you. That's what you get for watching the Pro Bowl. <laughs> this is where our nation's favorite gladiators are reduced to playing patty cake for four hours. That's right, with thousands in attendance, Burnley 12 watching from their couches back home, the NFL's Annual rough touch exercise for an all-star game never fails in being a complete waste of everyone's time. The NFL draft is more popular. 
which says a lot about how bad the Pro Bowl is, because the draft is like watching a graduation for a bunch of kids you don't even know. <laughs> then you have to listen to Mel Kiper with his greased up hair. The Bills are now on the clock, and I think they need a cornerback. What they need, Mel? They need to shore up the offensive line. And then you have to listen to those cringeworthy interviews. I'm very excited to play for the Buffalo Bills. I want to check these and uh, same stuff the last 15 guys said. <laughs> I digress. Bottom line is, Pro Bowl stinks. Not even the players want to play in it. Tom Brady, who just got named to his 14th Pro Bowl, has been to two of those 14 Pro Bowl games he's been named to. The last being in 2005. He goes to a lot of Super Bowls. Oh, that's true. The only attractive <laughs> thing about going to the Pro Bowl was you got a trip to Hawaii. But the NFL decided to ruin that too, moving the game to Orlando. Because why would I want to go down to a beautiful beach of Hawaii when I could be surrounded by swampland and old people down in Orlando and be greeted by a guy in a giant mouse costume? Yeah. It, I, yeah. And let's face it. There's a reason that these guys got snubbed that everyone's talking about. Andrew Luck got snubbed because no one wants to look at his neck beard. <laughs> Russell Wilson got snubbed because, like the great Randy Newman said, short people have no reason to live. Leighton Vander Esch got snubbed despite Skip Bayless. And Bradley Chubb got snubbed because play for a relevant team and maybe you'll hey, get it next year. Hey, hey, one of the come up, baby. One of the come up. Philip Lindsay. Look, in all seriousness, I understand these players. They, they want their hard work and accomplishments <laughs> to be recognized. But your ultimate goal should be to play in the Super Bowl, not the Pro Bowl. And if you're a good player, you'll get plenty of opportunities. Every good player there was that got snubbed, that really deserved to get in, will eventually get their chance down the road. Take Akeem Hicks, for example. He definitely deserved to be in the Pro Bowl last year, but he got snubbed one year later. What do you know? He's named a Pro Bowler. These young players, such as uh, Van Der Esch and McCaffrey, they'll get their chance eventually. Not to mention the fact that over the course of the next month or so, there'll be a large exodus from the Pro Bowl roster, Either because the players are in the Super Bowl, or have a minor injury, they don't want to be aggravated, re get aggravated heading into the offseason, or simply just don't want to go. A lot of these players that will snub will get their chance to snub the Pro Bowl right back when they're asked to play as a reserve. So everyone take a deep breath and relax, because it's just the Pro Bowl. See, the Pro Bowl is like a hot girlfriend who's like really annoying, because we, we all know a lot of those girls are like really hot. They're like no personality, they're annoying. Cause like you wanna like show it off like, hey guys, look at this like like this hot girlfriend I have. And you'd be like, Hey, I made the Pro Bowl and then they can like go on like your stats, but you actually have to spend time with her or like do stuff with her, like take her out to dinner, and then you actually have to like go to the Pro Bowl and like play. See you never wanna do that. I feel like too and from a girl's perspective, for all the ladies <laughs> listening all two of you. If that. You think we have <laughs> women who listen to this? No. But if there was <laughs> <laughs> this would be like okay, complaining about not getting invited to the Pro Bowl is like complaining about not getting invited to the jazz band swing dance. Like you weren't yeah. gonna go to it anyway. What are you complaining about? That's true. That's Nothing true. against the jazz band. I play the trumpet. Represent. Sorry, Michael. Yeah. But yeah, you know, like <laughs> at, at our high school, it was like a joke. Like that's what the, yeah. the Pro Bowl is. Out of all the All Star games, it is by far the worst. It's just a title. Yeah. It's just like a title. NBA one's pretty bad too. Honestly, the only one that's not unwatchable, in my opinion, is the MLB All-Star Game. Because yeah. you can't, like, tank in baseball yeah. without looking like an idiot. Yeah. And and also, like, even, like, the the hockey one is just... That one's terrible. That one's bad. The three-on-threes helped it a little bit, but, yeah, that one's pretty bad, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, getting into our NFL Weekly. It's been a while. So, we're shooting this on Thursday. There's no Thursday night game. Uh, we've got Saturday games now because the NFL loves to make money. Uh, but... 
How many weeks, games do they need a week? It's like five a week. We're oversaturating the market. Or not yeah, right. yeah, we're still, Monday, we're still Thursday, watching them Saturday, Sunday, four, four a week. They're still making money off yeah, of us. That's true. Uh, but first, right off the bat, a lot of teams got eliminated from the playoffs. So total list is the Bills, Jets, Bengals, Jags, Broncos, I'm crying on the inside, Raiders, Giants, Packers, Lions, Falcons, which is a real shocker, Bucks, 49ers, Cardinals, and then basically the Browns, technically they Yeah, mathematically they're in. Yeah, well, okay, so the Browns have to beat the Bengals and the Ravens, the Ravens have to lose to the Chargers, Miami lose to the Jags and the Bills, Colts have, Colts and Texans both lose week 16, and the Colts and Titans, or Colts and Titans, I, sorry, and then the Colts and Titans play each other week 17, and they have to tie. Yeah, so you're saying there's a chance. There's barely a chance. But there are also teams who are in the playoffs. Mayfield Magic. Yeah, there you go. Uh, going back to last Thursday, so a week ago, the Chargers beat the Chiefs in Kansas City 29-28. Rivers had two touchdowns, two picks. Mahomes and Damian Williams, new running back, uh, both had two touchdowns. But this, this was a big, this future playoff game, in my opinion, Chiefs and the Chargers could happen. Could. Could very well be. And I think they play again. It's a toss-up. But yeah. I think this game, once again, showed the Chargers have by far the best roster in the NFL. Their depth from top to bottom. And they haven't even been healthy all year. They're playing with their backup tight end, Antonio Gates. They had a third-string running back. The depth on this team is incredible. And it was on full display right there. That that one, Philip Rivers, despite his lack of a playoff resume, that guy's a Hall of Fame quarterback. That one throw he made on fourth down. To Williams yeah, was incredible. Williams. It was a really great throw. The two point conversion was well played. I like, yeah. Well, I am, I, I'm a fan of the Chargers. I am a fan of the Chargers. This was like their one marquee win because they didn't have a marquee win on their Steelers. They beat. Eh, Steelers not looking. Nah, they just beat the Patriots. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that one later. They're going to be in the playoffs. But, uh, and they're going to be the Ravens this week. This showed a lot against the, the Chiefs' defense is so bad. Like, just the lag, especially like. You can have a bad defense, but, like, look, guys, two-point conversion. You have to show up. There's one play. One play. Whole game. Like, if you make a play, you win the game. And then they have three guys covering two people, and all three cover one guy. And Mike Williams, who is ripping him to shreds the whole game, is wide, left wide open in the end zone. We always rip on their defense, which they are bad. But Patrick Mahomes, for all the credit he gets, and he still is tremendous, he has not showed like he hasn't won one of these prime time marquee yeah, games true. yet. Against the Patriots, he fell flat. Against the Rams, he well, turned he the ball well over like five times. This game, once again, they had a, they had a chance to ice it, and the Chargers defense got him off the field. He doesn't close games all that great, and like I think no one brings that uh, to light. Like I mean, he's played decent, but he still yeah. turns the ball over too much, and he hasn't won any of them. So bottom yeah. line is, you got to win. Yeah, and we'll definitely talk about his MVP chances. Uh, down the road in future podcasts. Moving on uh, to so, the Sunday games. Uh, the Dolphins got schmacked by the Vikings, 17-41. Kirk Cousins realized that it wasn't a primetime game, so he can actually play well <laughs> and threw two touchdowns. And uh, Tannehill, after we praised him, we praised Ryan Tannehill for one time, and he throws for 108 yards and nothing else. The Dolphins are an enigma. I can't figure them out. Yeah. They're coming off an emotional win against the Patriots, and then they just come up flat. They were terrible. Yeah, so the, the Dolphins technically still in the race uh, for a wild card spot in the AFC. Vikings, Vikings, they, they actually really need to win this game uh, to stay above 500, uh, which they did. But these two teams are both they're kind of floundering. They're on, Teetering they're, on the yeah, wild card. Yeah, they're yeah. Pro- Vikings 
maybe we'll make the playoffs. Dolphins probably won't. Uh, but, yeah, so that was just... I hope the Vikings don't. I think for the Bears to have to play them three times in a season, it's hard to beat any team three times in a season, especially because they're playing on the Week 17, so then they have to play them again the next week would be tough. So be I, tough. I hope they do not make it. Yeah, well, we'll see if the Eagles or the Redskins, I guess, have something to say about that. <laughs> Moving on, Cowboys got blanked by the Colts, 0-23. to Zeke was held at 87 yards. Marlon Mack had 139 yards and two touchdowns, in which the Cowboys, after you know riding high, uh, kind of got shut down a little bit. No, Colts are like they're one of those teams, and it feels like too. I feel like their uh, general manager Dorsey would admit this too, or no, he's the Browns manager or Jetty, uh, whatever the Colts GM is. Um, but like I think he would even admit this is like one year early. They completely overhauled that offensive line, and I think they're even like. So they're definitely surpassing expectations yeah. um, for him. Andrew Luck, I mean, he didn't have one of his best games, but, I mean, he still – the defense played fantastic. The front seven was really good. The offensive line did a nice job. Marlon Mack, rookie, did yeah. a good job. Uh, this could be a dangerous team in the playoffs. I think they could win a first-round playoff game if they sneak in. They're yeah, dangerous. I, the other thing, too, they have a ton of cap space. Yeah. Same if they don't next year. Because, they're well, like I said, they're, gonna, they're, they're one year ahead of schedule. This yeah. offseason, they get another big playmaker – Watch out. That'll definitely be interesting. They're like the 2015 Chris Cubs. Ballard. That's the yeah. They're, the, they're like the 2015 Cubs right now. We're like, yeah. like, wait, we're actually good? Like, this wasn't supposed to happen. Yes. And then they can make, they got all this money. They can make all these moves. So, definitely. I mean, I mean, Marlon Mack, who you haven't heard of prior to this year, just ran for 140 yards, two touchdowns against the Cowboys. Very good defense. Yeah. I think so a lot of that's the offensive line. Yeah. Quentin Nelson and all of them line. up front help a ton. But, like, yeah. Yeah. Good job. Uh, moving on, uh, Bucks lost to the Ravens 12 to 20. Not really a significant game. Lamar Jackson had 131 yards and a touchdown passing with 95 rushing yards. Gus Edwards, the running back, had 104 yards and a touchdown. But this keeps the Ravens. Ravens are they're actually sitting pretty pretty nicely for themselves right now. That's the, the AFC race is it's going to be tight. They yeah. have a chance still to win that division. Yeah, knocking though. Pay, uh, Steelers, Steelers out. One good team is going to be left out, though. Yeah. It's either going to be the uh, Colts, Ravens, or Steelers. Yeah. That's going to be tight. Because it's yeah. tough when one of your wild card teams is an 11-win Chargers that have already – or 10-win Chargers that have yeah. already clinched. So. Yeah, but the Ravens – I will say, Lamar Jackson, he threw he, – he had a pretty decent passing game with 131 yards and a touchdown, uh, which I think, like, if they are going to, A, make the playoffs, A, win a playoff game, he has to make passes. Because he can't, like, you can't get behind and then keep, like, oh, let's just keep running the ball. He's got to become, like, he doesn't have to become, you know, this great pocket pass or anything, but he's got to show signs of it at least. Right. And he did it against the Bucks, uh, So good for him. I'm, I'm rooting for Lamar Jackson. I'm a fan. I'm too, yeah. yeah. And, and I think this offseason, if they can get the uh, his pocket passing a little bit more refined, it could be yeah. a decent. Yeah. Uh, get him some weapons. Joe Flacco is definitely on the, he's, he's on the way there's, out. There's actually a report that the Ravens are just going to, they're just going to basically trade him to whatever team he wants to be traded to. Yeah. Just be like, hey, like, thanks for being, like, slightly better than average for us for all these years. Yeah. He's always, like, a B-minus quarterback. Because he yeah. can still win games in this league. It's just, yeah. He's like a, he's like a, well, like, not anymore because he's kind of old and, like, fading. But he used to be, like, the Kirk Cousins, like, an Alex Smith. I'm like, yeah, he's good, but, like, he doesn't really... I feel like Alex him. Smith was still... Because Alex Smith was still having a decent year. That's Alex Smith better than everyone says he is. He just, like, doesn't get all the credit he deserves. He's a really good athlete, which people don't give him credit for. He was, like, he can scramble yeah, really well. Um, I mean, he doesn't throw the ball downfield, which, like, knocks him. But, yeah, Joe... 
Yeah, Joe Flacco was always like that B minus quarterback. Yeah. He was never quite elite, but he yeah. could still win you a decent amount of games. Yeah, he went into Foxborough and beat the Patriots, true. which is no true. easy task. And then we have a new Kings of the North. Uh, Bears the North. beat the Packers twenty four seventeen. Rodgers had one hundred seventy four yards and a touchdown. Mitch Trubisky, he didn't throw a touchdown. Oh yeah, interception, not a touchdown. And then Mitch Trubisky, two hundred thirty five yards, two touchdowns. Uh, so the Bears. Uh, their defense played well. It was actually interesting. I was I was watching this game saying if the bear their defense like I know I understand like beating the Packers like the Packers just kind of suck in general. Mm-hmm. But their defense is like they they the Packers had the ball towards the end of the game like you have to close out this game because that's like they've been notorious for like letting opponents hang around. They did it really well. They shut them down. Uh, but the Bears, so yeah, they're sitting pretty. Win- winners in the NFC North for the first time in eight years. Since 2010 was the last time they won. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And that's what that that for Trubisky. That's what they got to do. Trubisky doesn't need to be the reason they win games. He just can't be the reason they lose games in yeah. the playoffs. He just has to be good enough, manage yeah. the game. Which honestly, like everyone knocks the term game manager as a quarterback, yeah. but as a quarterback, that's your job is to manage yeah. the game. I don't think that's necessarily an insult. As long as he can manage the game, doesn't turn the ball over. With yeah. that defense, he just kind of put up. 20 points or so yeah. and you're, you're, you're in good shape so yeah that, that'll be that'll definitely and then the, that game also knocked the the Packers out of playoff contention so it was a very pretty good sweet re- sweet weekend for the Bears fans good revenge yeah that was week one revenge uh Seahawks we, we probably we I didn't think we were going to talk about this game but the Niners beat the Seahawks in overtime 23-26 Nick Mullins had 275 yards and a touchdown Russell Wilson had 237 yards and two touchdowns uh, in which the 49ers back-to-back wins. Uh, so, you know, good for them. They're, yeah. See, they always do this. John, they Lynch, yeah, the, John Lynch and um, their coach. Uh, named, Shanahan. Yeah, the young Shanahan. They always do this thing where they're bad, but then they, they're like, don't try. And then they try in the last couple games. And everyone's like, oh, they're, they are good. They just had a bad roster. And they keep them, keep them around for next year. I will say, I think Kyle Shanahan's a really good coach. I think John Lynch. I love John Lynch. He's a pretty good GM. This whole shtick they do, they win like the last three games, and then everyone's like, oh, well, I'll just give them another year. Yeah. You have to remember, too. Well, last year, they weren't good till they got Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. And this year, Jimmy got injured, which kind of, like, yeah. hampered their ability to uh, really contend in that division. But they could be, it, they could be decent. It's too bad, too, because I actually, like, I want to see if Jimmy G's, like, good. Like, I, if, yeah. If he can be a franchise quarterback. Which he looked good last year. Yeah, Sorry, we, we haven't seen that answer. So, but that and you hate the word injury prone, but he's been injured with the Patriots now, and yeah. now he's out with the 49ers. This is just a stupid injury by him, too, where he didn't run out of bounds, where he yeah. took a completely unnecessary hit. Yeah, it's not a bad way to end the season, but that that hurt the Seahawks. So, the Seahawks, they, they, they've gotten a pretty good handle on their playoff chances. You never want to lose games, but they're, they're still they still kind of got the five seed in, in the NFC locked up. Uh, 49ers kicker, too, Robbie Gold, yeah, still kicking game winners. Don't know why they like got the rid Bears of need a kicker or anything like that. Uh, yeah, we got <laughs> Cody Parkey. Yeah, woo! He's not hitting up rights. Yeah, that's true. Uh, then going to the big game of the week, the Patriots going to Pittsburgh, yes. in which they lost ten to seventeen. Uh, we'll talk about this game a lot more in the hot, hot, hot topics. Brady had two hundred seventy nine yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Big Ben had two hundred thirty five yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. In which Patriots didn't look so great, and now they're without Josh Gordon. There, yeah, and that game. This is interesting too. Uh, Monday night game. It was the last game Randy Moss played for the Patriots, and he only had one target the whole game. One target, one catch. This game, Josh Gordon only had two catches, 
it's kind of like a red flag that like Brady's like lost trust in him, and then what yeah. do you know? News bye breaks bye. today, he's gone. And there's the same it. thing with Randy Moss. What do you know? Right after that Monday night game, Randy Moss is gone. So that's yeah. too bad too, because I think with Gordon leaving, that kind of their Super Bowl hopes kind of leave with it because yeah. he was their deep ball threat. No one's scared of Julian Edelman yeah. going over the top, and you need a receiver in this uh, this type of league, passing league, to go over the top. Yeah, you don't that, have that threat. Then we talk about that more. But the Steelers, you know, Steelers, their defense kind of stinks, but. The Patriots' offense was pretty ineffective. Their defense isn't all. I mean, Mike Mitchell in that secondary sucks. Yeah. But And then uh, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, they didn't do what he has to do. I will say uh, Samuels are running back. I think it was Jalen Samuels. He had a pretty good game, offensively speaking. Uh, I just, they're off, like, say they just plug in place running yeah, backs. That's another one with their, their offensive line kinda, turned out to be pretty, pretty good. Uh, moving on from that, Sunday night game, the Eagles. Nick Foles comes in, uh, beats the Rams. He's the savior of Philadelphia. Uh, he has 270 yards and a pick, uh, in which uh, I believe Fletcher Cox and Kyle Long they made a shrine for him. Yeah, his locker. Yeah, in the locker room. They yeah, had like book, a bunch of candles, a picture of him with the Rams, which I which is ironic. Oh uh, yeah, did, that's funny. Did a six touchdown game. Yeah, good to, and for yeah. some reason too, when you watch him, he is, and I, he's definitely not better than Carson Wentz, but like this team always rallies around him. They seem to play well yeah. with the Bulls and with uh, Jeffrey. It seems like when you watch them, for some reason, these two have a much better connection. Yeah, they always look like they're on the same page compared to Wentz and Jeffrey. So yeah. that's and I'm not going to say I called it, but a couple podcasts ago, we called Carson Wentz, one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Nick Foles steps in, beats the Rams, 30-23. Not going to say we're right, but we're right. <laughs> Anyways. I was not a part of the yeah, Wentz we, we, overrated. I still think he is he's still good. He's still good. I mean, well, yeah. He's had yeah, one good year, one rookie course. year. We yeah. got to, yeah, we got to keep trying. Well, anyways, Monday night, Saints, they just keep winning games. They beat the Panthers 12 to 9. Breeze had uh, 203 yards and a pick. Cam Newton had 131 yards and one interception. And then Christian McCaffrey, you know, it's usually run CMC. This time it was throw CMC. Yeah. Which he threw a 50 uh, yard touchdown. There are, he was one for one, 50 yeah. yards after the first half. Cam Newton, or I think he's like nine for 13 or something. 56 yards after the first yeah. half. So, McCaffrey almost out through his quarterback. <laughs> yeah. And Christian McCaffrey is one of three players to throw, catch, and rush for a touchdown this year. Can you name the other two? Tariq Cohen. Yeah. And uh, I want to say... Think about my favorite team. Oh. Uh, Phil... No. Philip Lindsay? No. Emmanuel Sanders. <sighs> yeah. He ran for one against the Ravens, threw one against the Cardinals. There you go. Yeah. yeah. But so, Newton, you know. I don't know if he was, and they're shutting him down for the year, so I guess it was, but yeah, his shoulder did not look good. Yeah. It looked like he was injured or something. He was throwing some wobblers at the end yeah. of that game. He could barely throw it down the field 20 yards. It was yeah. bad. I will say, it was It was actually kind of funny at the end of the half. They had, he had like a, it was like a second and eight or something. It looked like he was going to get sacked when he like scrambled and got the first down. And the clock was at like 20 some seconds. Yeah. And then he like walks up and like he struts and like points for a first down. And then, like, the croc ran down, and then they're like, oh, shoot, wait, 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 time out, time out. So we wasted time. Total lack of awareness. And it's things I kind of, like, I used to kind of like Cam Newton. So I, I do, I do, that the year he went to the Super Bowl, he was under scrutiny, like, way too much, in my opinion. And everyone's looking at his, like, celebrations and everything, like, oh, like, and they, people were hating on him, but, like, I kind of like him, but, man, he, he's, he's made a lot of boneheaded plays in his day. And that story reminds me a lot. When I was playing travel baseball, Wheaton Warriors, <laughs> we stunk. 
We had a right fielder, Patrick we, we Cushman. We had you on the team, so. Oh, yeah, obviously. That's <laughs> but we had a right fielder, Patrick Cushman. There's a fly ball hit to him. He runs in. He makes this really nice sliding catch. I mind you, we're getting killed in the game. But there's a guy on third. He makes a nice sliding catch. He holds the ball up. He's pounding his chest. He's like, you like that? You like that? <laughs> and everyone's like yelling at him. And he thinks they're like cheering for him. But there's only one out. So the guy in third like looks. And he's tagging up running home. And everyone's like, throw it in. Throw it in. And he's like holding it up, pounding his chest. He's like, oh, good God. And the guy scored because he was making it. Yeah, that was yeah, that was ugly. Well, if he listens to the podcast, he might have a couple words for you. Well, he probably doesn't. What's he going to do? He probably doesn't. Anyways. He's probably going to bite you like you like did in that one time. That's a whole nother story for a whole nother podcast. Moving on to NBA week. So we haven't talked about NBA much, but I will say Raptors and the Bucks lead the East 24-9, 21-9 respectively. And then the Nuggets and then the Nuggets and the Thunder lead the West at 21-9 and 20-10. So four teams that we didn't really see coming. They're they're leading right now. You're an OKC. Well, you're a Westbrook fan, right? Yeah, I, I consider myself. OKC. It's funny too that you said that, like about Cam Newton. How you like Cam Newton? I think those two, and some. I think it's Colin Cowherd brought this up, and I don't agree with a lot of things, but he made a really interesting point. Those two are like the same player. Hmm. They both have like similar styles or like physical. Like they're Westbrook's like physical, takes to the net, energetic. Yeah. Cam Newton uses his like size or whatever. They're yeah. both very injury prone. Had a lot of injuries because of their styles. Newton, like the way he throws, he doesn't use a whole lot of legs, so he's prone to shoulder injuries, and the way he runs. Westbrook is hard on his knees because of how he drives. They've both only been to one finals champ, one finals or championship. They both lost that, and they both won one MVP. And they're both way overprotected. He, th- in his opinion, anyway, he thought they were both like way overprotected in the media. I for, think like, their flaws. I think Cam Newton's just a case of like, I think like he's just cocky, uh, but I think he's just a case of like I don't think running QBs make it in the NFL. That's why you got running backs. But I, th- I, th- I think I mean also Westbrook, like you can talk about like. I know Steven Adams says he's a great leader, says he loves him. And yeah, so, I don't like, buy the leadership thing. Like, the bad I mean, teammate thing that people say, I don't buy that. Well, anyways, I mean, he averaged a triple-double, which, say what you will about stat paying, whatever. Averaging a triple-double, it's no joke. Like, that's really impressive in my book. Yeah, but look how many, like, they still got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, they don't have really and his team. shooting percentage, but he, he, he can't shoot threes, and he team. chucks up bricks. I like. I still like, I like Russell Westbrook. And he, hey, their team is 20 and 10, although he hasn't been playing a no, wait till they were good. Like, they're always decent, and then wait, yeah, wait till the playoffs come rolling around. You know, hey, once you the know Warriors what? train gets no rolling. one talks about the Nuggets and Jamal Murray and uh, that one like Croatian guy, Serbian guy. Jokic. Yeah. Uh, no, wait, is he on? Yeah, he's on the Nuggets. Yeah, Jokic. Yeah, the Joker, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, look, look out! They're they're playing pretty they're well. I'm, I'm a Broncos fan, yeah. so I guess like in, like if they make the playoffs, Jump on the I'll Nuggets just, like, hop on the bandwagon. Watch them get swept by the Lakers. Yeah, right. There's well, Anthony Davis talks, though, heating yeah, up between the Lakers. Celtics. Well, either the Lakers and Celtics are the two teams that are interested, so it'll be interesting to see yeah. who he gets straight to. He does have the same agent as LeBron, Rich Paul, so interesting development. Watch there. there. Moving on, we got we got some soccer. We're talking about soccer on this podcast a little bit. So in uh, EPL news, uh, Arsenal, well, EP, well, Premier League and I guess the uh, EFL Cup, Arsenal's lost two, game, two times in four days. Lost Southampton 3-2. And then uh, their rivals, Tottenham, came in, waltzed into the Emirates and beat them 2-0. Uh, and then Liverpool beat Man U 3-1, in which Jose Mourinho got fired. Now, he should have got fired a long time ago. He's, he, he, he's a good coach, but not for the young team they have. You look back to all the success he's had with Porto. It's with a bunch of 30-year-olds who know the game already. He doesn't have to, like, 
he can just kind of put him in a strategy. He doesn't have to coach him up. Whereas with Lingard, Rashford, uh, Lukaku, and uh, Martial, these young guns, like he 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 can't really do the same philosophy. Now moving on, we got Champions League draw. Now I know not a lot of people listening to this probably care about soccer much, but if you have any interest. What comes February, watch the Champions League round of 16. We have a lot of really good matchups. And if you want to get into soccer, this is really easy. Champions League is huge. It's one of the biggest sports competitions in the world. And I'll just read off. So we got Schalke versus Man City, in which Schalke is probably going to get smoked. They're not the team they were last year, uh, in which they got uh, like third or fourth in the Bundesliga. Man City is at the top of their game right now. Porto versus Roma. Porto's been playing really well. They're very underrated. Roma... Like kind of like Schalke, who they kind of made a run last year and they're able to do stuff. I mean, they made the semis last year, but they're not gonna do that again. They don't have the same type of team. They brought in new players who haven't really been great. Uh, Manu versus PSG, which would be very interesting because obviously it won't be Mourinho uh, who's coaching Manu when they play PSG. But I think that defense is terrible, and they're gonna get ripped to shreds against PSG. Yes. Leon versus Barcelona. Leon, you know they've got some. They got some. They got Fekir. They've got Memphis Depay, but. I think Barcelona's their class going to show up. Now, here's here's some really good matchups. Liverpool versus Bayern. Liverpool's really hot right now. Bayern's kind of struggling. Yeah, Mo Salah, he's firing all cylinders. Bayern's kind of struggling. It'll be, definitely be interesting to see if Hamas is playing. He's still on the team. It'll be interesting to see uh, what Bayern's doing at the time when this draw happens. Uh, Atletico versus Juventus is probably the biggest matchup that, we've, that we're going to see. I mean, you got Ronaldo, who's facing off against his old, his old rivals. Uh, and Atletico Madrid, they have a fantastic defense. Juventus is still a really good team. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. I think if anyone has a shot to beat Juve uh, in the first round of 16, whether it be like, I don't know, like Liverpool or uh, Barcelona, I think I think Atletico has a decent shot. Although Griezmann seems to fall whenever he plays Ronaldo. Then we got Ajax versus Real Madrid. Ajax, they are very underrated. They have a lot of young stars. Hopefully, their parents can sign off on their permission strips to go to Spain, though, because they're all like 16 over there. Um, <laughs> but they, 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 and Real Madrid is stumbling. Like they, 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 they are not the team that they used to be last year. Not even remotely close. Well, I'm missing a big gap with Ronaldo. Yeah, and everyone's <laughs> like, everyone's like, oh, it's fine. We, like, I mean, when Ronaldo was under scrutiny, there were so many people who were like, oh, we don't need Ronaldo. It's like, hey, buddy, guess what? Yeah, you kind of do. Scored 50 goals for you last year. That's 50 goals you're not going to get back this year with bricks like Benzema and uh, Christian uh, or Gareth Bale playing. So, and the last one, Tottenham versus Dortmund. These are two really underrated teams, in my opinion, uh, when it comes to the Champions League. You know, Tottenham always, they're always great, uh, or they're always pretty good in the EPL. Dortmund, this is their kind of like their coming out season. It's all the young stars they have. This could go either way. But I'm telling you, if you want to get into soccer, February, because they they're the winter break, they don't play uh, for like a month or so. Uh, watch the round of 16 Champions League. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be really exciting. It's going to be a lot of drama and storyline. So check into that. But wait, I will probably be watching. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, force, I'll force some people to watch it with me. And then they'll realize soccer's cool. And then, yeah. Moving on to college football. All right. Moving on to college football. Play some bowl games. A lot of bowl games. So many bowl games, it's hard to keep track of. Yeah. So we're going to play a little game here, because there's no important bowl games. It's really till the college football playoff and the yeah. you know, New Year's and then we'll, we'll bowl games. We'll definitely be talking about those. Time to play our first installment of Ooh. Bowl Game or Bowl Crap. <laughs> I'm going to give you the name of Bowl Game. You're going to tell me if it is an actual bowl game. Or if it's fake. Or if it's fake. Okay. okay. All right, first one. The Bad Boy 
Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. Bowl game or bowl crap? I think it is a bowl game. You are correct. It See, is I, a bowl game. I, I only knew that, though, because I knew you weren't creative enough to make up that word. That Marshall for word. South Florida and the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. Go Marshall. That's my, there you that's go. my college team right there, right. I guess. The FarmersOnly.com Agricultural Bowl. Bowl game or bowl crap? I feel like it's, did you make that up? I don't know. You tell me. I think you, I think you made it up. Yeah, that's correct. That was made up. Oh. The Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. I feel like it's also made up. That is a real game. The wait. The Makers, Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. What company is that? I believe it's an alcohol. Makers Wanted? Yes. Makers. That's like Maker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. Um, it is. Yeah, here we go. Makers. Between the uh, FIU Panthers and Toledo Rockets. Tomorrow at 1130. Yeah, um, you can catch it. Yes. Wait, they're playing on Friday? Yeah. Well, bowl games, like, it's weird to play, like, it's almost every day of the week. But, yeah. All right. Huh. Next one. Quit Smoking Bowl, sponsored by Chantex. Is that a real bowl? I, I feel like that's fake. It's fake. Yeah, it is fake. Oh, okay. That would be actually really funny. That though. would be pretty funny. They, they got Ray Liotta doing all the commercials now for him. <laughs> Where he's, like, pretending to read the script and, like, play with I know, and he sees the dog. He's like, where's my cigarettes, dog? The Red Box Bowl. That's gotta be fake. It is a real bowl game. Michigan State versus Oregon. They got a those good matchup for the Red Box like, Bowl. Decent teams. Yeah, and they're playing in the Red, Red Box, Box Bowl. See, I thought only my parents were the only people who use Red Box these days. I, yeah, I know it's still. <laughs> I thought Netflix drove them out, but they got a bowl game. So, <laughs> Alright. The Pirates Booty Bowl. It's like it's a real bowl. That is a fake bowl game. Really? There's no Pirates Booty Bowl. Although there should be. That would be a Pirates Booty Bowl. Yeah, that's the... It rolls off the tongue. Then people will be offended. Well, I have a flat butt. Oh, what about me? <laughs> and this, and this current climate, I'm sure it would offend someone. In these PC America, you can't say whatever you want. <laughs> Finally, the Cheez-It Bowl. That's probably real. It is real. Cal versus TCU. That's a good matchup. That is a good matchup. Yeah, so there you go. That is all of them we have. So actually, overall, not no, bad. I, I, did, I did pretty well. Not bad. Some interesting ones in there. But yeah, that's all the college football I got for you. Oh, so I know. Sorry, Scott Backus. NIU got murdered by UAB. Moving on. Uh, that conference. Right <laughs> uh, rip the Husky pride. Uh, moving on. We got a little little bit of baseball news. Cubs signed Daniel Descalzo. So... That, that doesn't really mean anything. It sure up some like, infield depth. Yeah. It's a nice little signing. Yeah. They got some, uh, it's kind of like a new Ben's Rovers. Daniel Murphy, I think, is on the way out now. Yeah. He's a homophobe anyways. Also. Is he? Oh, yeah. I guess yeah, he, he is. Trying to keep track of all these homophobes now. Yeah. He probably tweeted something they all like eight years ago. Although, I will say one thing. On a side note, I really hope the Cubs cut Anderson Russell. Uh, his, I'm totally blank on her name, but his... um ex-girlfriend yeah. i think it was yeah um actually his ex-girlfriend had like another instagram post and like more stories on like what actually happened and if it's true i i i, I want to believe and i like you know like you got to have the mantra of like beliefs or believe uh victims or whatever and i do and if it's true like this man should be cut i don't care about no 40 game suspension he should not be on the team i don't want him on the team anymore uh he just kind of comes off as a scumbag after these news but anyways uh, White Sox trader for Yonder Alonso. You're saying, who's that? It's Manny Machado's brother-in-law. He's an all-star so, two years ago. Yeah. This last year, he only hit 250, but he did have 23 homers, 
Uh, from the RBI. Where was he playing last year? He was with the Indians, okay. first base. So it'll be interesting because they're going to have a log jam at first base. It looks like him and Abreu are going to split time, which they had Daniel Polka, who was an emerging, he was a fan favorite last year because he hit a bunch of mammoth home runs for the Sox. That kind of makes his job a little bit up in the air. He's probably going to start yeah. the season in right field, so that'll be interesting to see how they do that. But, yeah, trying to bring yeah, in I, it's kind of like uh, you Darvish uh, with the Cubs. They, he's like his favorite catcher. Yeah. Uh, came to the Cubs, and then they, they end up getting you Darvish. Yeah. Speaking of catchers, they also, the White Sox also signed uh, uh, McCann from the Tigers for a one-year deal. He stinks. I don't know why they signed him. He's like, can't barely hit his weight. Yeah, James well, it's McCann. the White Sox who cries probably don't care anyway. Although he's a man of God. I got his autograph once at a Tigers game, and he wrote a Bible verse on it. So, wow. What Bible verse was it? I forget. Mark 6, something with a 22. You probably, probably guess a gospel. You'd probably be right. I looked it up. Yeah. Man of God. Yeah, well, good for him. Uh, St. Louis, this happened like, we're shooting this at like 9 right now. Thursday night happened at like Seven minutes before we were about to start. Yeah. yeah. St. Louis traded for Andrew Miller, which... Are they, did they trade for him? I thought they signed I, him. He's a free agent, wasn't he? Oh, I think they did sign him. Yeah, he was a free, free agent. agent yeah. My bad. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna, you know, he he used to be elite, but now he's just like a good. And this is crazy too for the Indians. They're kind of like selling off some pieces. Yeah. There. When you got Okora, Jose Ramirez, and yeah. um, Lindor. Yeah. It's kind of. They're pretty deep, but sad they, to they, see for them. Happy for them. me as a Sox fan because the Central's up for grabs all of a sudden. But yeah, I do not like. And for you guys in the NL Central. So it's gonna they're be, making it's gonna some be money moves over there in St. Louis. And I, I, I mean, I, the the Goldschmidt one was definitely huge. I think Andrew Miller, they're like two years too late on that one. When, yeah, when he's still a solid prime. pitcher, but I agree. He's still be like a good reliever, but I think he definitely, like, he, I mean, his, his 2016 season, he was lights out. Now he's just kind of, I mean, he's, he's a good addition. I, I, if the Cubs assigned Andrew Miller, I wouldn't have complained. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's enough. We're, we're honestly, our, I'm looking at the whole, like, uh, outline we have for the podcast. I'm just waiting to put Manny Machado or Bryce Harper in there, but nothing's really happened. Uh, it's so. been, well, Manny's been, he went on his tour this week. He met with the Sox earlier this week. Then Phillies. he went to the Yankees yesterday, and the Phillies were today. Mm. Interesting to see. We'll see what happens. I think it's tough. The Phillies window, I don't think, is as long as the White Sox or Yankees. I don't know. It, it's tough. That's a tough decision. Yeah. So White Sox can offer you a bunch of money, and I think they give you a long championship window if every all the prospects pan out. For the Yankees, they can let you win. You can you can win now and have a solid core there, but you wouldn't necessarily be a star. And Philadelphia is always interesting too. They were great last year, so yeah. that tough decision. But we will hopefully maybe soon talk about the Machado to the White Sox and Harper to the Cubs. Anyways, <laughs> we're going to who's so we're not at college anymore. We're at home, but we're still using Ted Wick. Heating and cooling. Yes. Oh, at least my parents cheap. for it. Heating yeah. and cooling. Yeah. Ted Wick, heating and cooling. There's a yeah. reason it's cheap. It's not very good. Yeah, it's not very good. I'm, I'm a little chilly right now. This is probably why we don't He's have many sponsors. Because the one sponsor we gave, we rip off. It's not real. Yeah, it is. Ted Wick, heating Oh, yeah, you're right. It is real. Anyways, uh, hot nut. Mitch, you got something hot for me this week? I do have something hot. Jarrett Allen. He blocked the king. LeBron James. That is a big deal. And, well, first off, Jared Allen, if you haven't seen him yet, you might be asking yourself, who is Jared Allen? He has the craziest hairdo you've ever seen. He looks straight out of, like, a 70s movie with his big afro. Yeah. Yeah. He got just, got the mus- just, just the mustache. None of those. It was, yeah. And he put LeBron in defense mode in his post-game press conference. He's like, well, uh, he's in his 20s, and I'm in my 30s. Uh, 
takes me a little bit longer to get warmed up, but you know, that's fine. I mean, you're a shot blocker. You, you, you can get a block. It happens. Probably all over social media, so that's cool. Yeah. Sound like a loser when he's he saying that. Like, that's so depressing. He's like, oh, I mean, it happens. Like he's younger, no, whatever. But he was right. It was all over social media, and this is a bit like I said. This is a big deal. Only eight players have ever blocked LeBron James on a dunk. Eight. There's entire yeah. eight players. So Allen is an elite company with Mason Plumley. Hey, he's gonna go he's one of them. He blocked it. Yeah, and Amadi Stoudemire twice. Oh, so he's been blocked nine more. times in his career. But by only eight, eight players, because okay. Amari Stoudemire boxed him twice. Yeah, good, good for Amari Stoudemire. Uh, my heart of the week, you know, you talk about you talk about Pro Bowl, you crapped on a little bit. But I'm going to say, you know, shout out Philip Lindsay. Not just because I'm a Broncos fan. I, it was pretty cool. He got, he's the first ever undrafted rookie to make it to the Pro Bowl. Um, and, you know, it's pretty cool for him. He didn't get a combine invite. He was undrafted. He didn't really get a lot of the... Uh, in high school, he didn't get a lot of offers for any colleges. Uh, wrote his own story, made the Pro Bowl. Uh, so yeah, give, give, that's that's your feel good story today. If you want, if you want a feel good story of the day, look up just Philip Lindsay, like his his like track record. He's trained to be a cop after his NFL career. He's really he's a nice guy. So yeah, that's good good for him. It is good for him. Yeah. I'm sure his homophobic tweet will surface right on cue. Yeah, that's what always seems to happen with you. Nah, I'm just kidding. Good for <laughs> Philip Lindsay. Oh man. And then uh, not hot. 20-year-olds everywhere, especially us two bums. I'm still 19, kids. so... Yeah, it's true. I'm almost still 19. I'm still very hot. But the reason that we're... The <laughs> <laughs> reason I'm talking about this is when Kylian Mbappe turned 20 today. Happy birthday, Kylian Mbappe. Played for France. He played for France. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, fast. I remember that. He was a nightmare for the defenders. He was so dang fast. Yeah. Uh, if you wonder who that is, though... He I know for, it is, so you people better know. <laughs> he played three years with, uh, or one year with Monaco, uh, a couple, two years with PSG. He scored 100, he's had 73 goals and 41 assists in 150 games. He's won three titles with PSG, one with Monaco. He has a World Cup trophy in which he played seven games, scored four goals. Oh yeah, he's also worth $82 million. He gets paid $390,000 per week. That's uh, pretty, pretty good. So if you ever feel good about yourself, just know there's a 20-year-old who makes 400 k a week, and he's playing soccer, and he's better than you in every aspect of life. Yeah, 20-year-olds everywhere. <laughs> not a good time. <laughs> all right. For my not, I have another new segment. We have a new segment. We're unloading all new segments, and it's another bad bull pun. Uh, the knot for mine is the Chicago Bulls, and our weekly segment is that's bull jive, and the bull, the Bulls are a laughing stock, worst yeah. record in the NBA. Last week, or the last podcast we had, they had the worst loss in franchise history to yeah, the Celtics. Yeah, Celtics yeah. Zach Levine's injured again. There's a mutiny in the locker room. Yeah, they're going to the NBA Players Association. They're firing coaches. It's a fiasco with this team. This week, and that's bull jive. They were playing the Brooklyn Nets. On a uh, Wednesday night, yeah, close game. Nets are coming off a night before they beat the Lakers. They're come. They have to play. Then they travel to Chicago. So second day, Bulls arrested. They're not. They find themselves, which they played decent throughout the game. They played well defensively. They find themselves down by one, coming off a timeout with an inbounding play. So during this inbound, with a chance to win the game, only being down by one, you would think they could draw up a good inbounding play. <laughs> what happened was. 
It took him almost four. It was almost a violation. The defense was pretty good. It was almost a uh, five-second violation. They chucked the ball into Holiday. He has to jump up and grab it. The defense is all over him like mold on a shower curtain. So he's <laughs> panicking. He goes to hand it off to Chris Dunn. Dunn running for it. Stops. And then the Brooklyn proceeds to like, it's like, oh, thank you very much. There's a loose ball. And that was the end of the game. And it was uh, very pathetic. They ended up fouling. Two free throws for Brooklyn. So then they have one second left, and they can chuck up a half-court three. You know, not much time, but you get it in. And the inbounding play they did, like he just... quarterback sh- throw. Yeah, he chucks it down the court. It's caught inside the three-point line. No chance for, like, a step back or anything. It was the worst display of basketball in the yeah. last couple seconds I think I've ever seen. And that's our first segment of That's Bull Giant. That's Bull Giant. We'll probably have a lot more of those. Oh, yeah. Probably have a lot yeah, more like a laughing stock each week. One yeah. week they fire their coach, and there's a mutiny. Players Association, people are getting injured. Ridiculous. They yeah. stink. Yeah, Bobby Porter's out for. Yeah, Bobby Porter's weeks, out now. Broke some ankle. Another, their young core for this rebuild is supposed to be Dunn, Markinen, Levine. They've been on the floor together for 4% of the games they could have been on the floor together, like all playing together. 4% they have played. It's not, it's not great. No, it is not. not. Moving on to our hot, hot topics of this week. So, first. We talked about it a little bit before, but the Patriots lost 10-17. They have lost to the Steelers, I believe it was the Titans, Lions, and uh, one other team who escapes my mind. But Tom Brady looked especially... Titans. Did you say Titans? Yeah, I said Titans. Titans. Oh, the Dolphins. Lions, Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, and Steelers. Steelers. Tom Brady looked especially old this game. He had, he had, he had his chance... Uh, down 17-10, he's got his, you know, famous. As a Broncos fan, I've seen this way too many times. Tom Brady's got, like, a game-winning or game-tying drive, and it's just automatic. Does it, I mean, our AFC Championship 2015, he didn't have, like, any of his weapons. He's throwing to these white dudes who I've never heard of or probably played lacrosse in college. Yeah. Uh, and he just makes it work, and he gets the game-tying field goal, game-tying touchdown, whatever. This time, he gets down. Second and 15, throws out of the end zone. Third and 15, throws out of the end zone. Fourth and 15, throws up a prayer in the middle of the field and gets batted down. So, Mitch, do you do you think that we're seeing the final decline of Tom Brady? Yeah, he's aging gracefully. I mean, he's got a couple more seasons, but he's been playing at such a high level for so yeah. long. Yeah. He almost come to like take it for granted, so you see any signs of decline. And this is what, like I think it's a little overblown, but yeah, I think he's definitely he's on the back nine of his yeah. career, yeah. for sure. And I, I think the biggest the biggest news out of this week was the Gordon thing, like we said. Yeah. Because now they have no deep threat. Yeah, and it was it was interesting because he was like he was suspense, suspended indefinitely, but then he got, he made a post where he's like, I need to take a step away from the game to focus on my mental health. So like kind of like it's kind of up in the air what like actually happened because exactly. it, it wasn't like. It, it hasn't come out like he failed a drug test or anything. Because that's what kind of like, oh, something happened. He probably like, stay off the weed. Yeah. He couldn't do it. But it, it's kind of like, we don't really know what happened in the situation. Uh, His career is over, though. I think it is, too. There's only like so many chances. Shame. Yeah. It's a dang shame that his career is over. How many chances do you get? And honestly, at like this point, he's like, how many chances do you need? Yeah. They gave him every opportunity. Yeah. The Browns gave up on him. Yeah. Eventually, like they gave him enough chances where they eventually the Cleveland Browns organization said, "All right, that's too much dysfunction for us." Yeah, <laughs> if the Browns are telling you that, then that's a problem. And it's a shame because, like, yeah, that one year where he was putting up 
crazy numbers, getting like 300, 200 yards receiving per game. In his, yeah, in his time with the Patriots this year, when he was on him, he was leading the team in receiving yards. Yeah, he was. He's playing playing pretty well. He's a he's a fantastic receiver. I think this. I think the NFL needs to not if if players are smoking weed legally, like for say like the player who plays in Colorado. I mean, you think the Denver locker room is a hot box every once in a while. You're oh, lying to most of these people do it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I I think like if you're doing it legally, I think the league definitely needs to take a step. Of, like, what are they going to prioritize? Because they finally got something right with the Korean pot. Well, not well. That's a whole other story whether they got it right or not. But they're taking like action against domestic violence which they've been notoriously bad at. Cough, cough, Ray Rice, cough, cough, Tyreek Hill. But if you're going to, like, it, yeah, but the whole weed thing, it's a shame. Well, Ricky Williams play. running back for the Dolphins, he had a weed problem, but, like, I think the with him, you don't see, like, the mental issues yeah. that you see with Gordon. Like, something else in Charlie's going on with yeah. Gordon. It's more than just the weed, which is a problem in itself that he can't get that addiction under control, but... Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely think I hot take. I don't think the Patriots will win a playoff game. It's gonna be rough. Yeah. They have in all their Super Bowl runs, they haven't really had to win any many road playoff games. Yeah. Actually, I'm trying to think the last time they had. No, because it was a Tuck Rule game, and that was at home. I don't think they've had to win a road playoff game. Yeah. In mm-hmm. all their Super Bowl runs. Yeah. This year, I mean, the- and Foxborough is a tough place to play in, so it would make sense, like, you get a home yeah. playoff game, and then you just got to show up one game in the Super Bowl. Uh, but, I mean, I'm I especially – I mean, they'll get a home playoff game uh, the first round, but then they'll end up being the three seed, so depending on if um, the Ravens or the Steelers. Which would both be tough game. I think that would yeah. be the Steelers again. Because they're, they're going to – like we were saying before, they're probably going to have to play the Colts, Ravens, or Steelers. Yeah. And all, I think the Colts and the Ravens, they have a very tough defense. Tom Brady will struggle with. And the Patriots, or I mean the, the Steelers, uh, it'll become a shootout, I, I think. Uh, so we're going to see uh, we're gonna see what happens. But we'll definitely be talking about the, uh, the Steelers later on. Moving on. Uh, the the uh oh so some news it was, I believe it was today Cam Jordan yeah uh he was getting interviewed and they were saying that they've that the Saints have played some really tough quarterbacks this year uh and they have to face a future Hall of Famer yeah and so they're saying you have to fit you've had to face a future Hall of Famer and he was actually surprised like that and he was saying he he basically was making the argument if you listen to the quote he's saying like who is your top five of this era and he kind of did like Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers, uh, he put Peyton Manning in there. Yeah. Uh, Drew Brees, he put Drew Brees as one, which I mean, I understand he's on the Saints, so he had kind of. Yeah, Eli Manning was his fifth. Yeah, he, he said had he Eli did. Manning ahead of him. Yeah. So what we'll do is, Mitch, who top five of this era? Where are you going? I think it doesn't he, have to be in order if you don't want it to. Brady, obviously. I feel like Brady one. and Rodgers are. Like, well, are we counting Manning as this era? Because I feel like he was like. If you count the, this decade. All right. You got to put him in there then. Then Drew Brees. Then I think Roger. Then I think Rogers and Big Ben. And those are pretty close, one and two. Yeah. But I don't think Philip Rivers would be number six. Yeah. Yeah, because Jordan had him as one of our in his arguments. Because Philip Rivers has been excellent for a long period of yeah. time. He just has, hasn't had the playoff resume. Rogers has been good. Well, I mean, I would almost put Peyton Manning though more in like the Brett Favre decade. That's fair. So if I had to move, uh, depending, 
The fact that you know, he's not putting Big Ben though in his top five is ridiculous. Yeah. He's definitely a future Hall of Famer. With he's, he's won more Super Bowls. Drew Brees, don't get me wrong, better quarterback. Yeah, definitely. Big Ben's won more Super Bowls. Yeah. So he's only so much. Yeah, I, I think I think Big Ben. The thing with him is like you can look at his numbers in his Super Bowl. Was he's got two three under his belt? Yeah. Uh, but I think the thing that. Ben Roethlisberger kind of has, especially especially like for NFL players, he's not a likable guy. He had that scandal back in the day, and then we've talked about it before. But like, and it hasn't just been this year where he's like trash talking his own teammates and just kind of being, you know, these chippy comments every once in a while. It's just he's not like, like you can talk about like like Drew Brees. Like you have to love Drew Brees. Oh, he's a likable like, guy. Yeah, he's a very likable guy. You talk about like his kids and everything, but then you look at Ben Roethlisberger and even like I mean, even like I feel like Steelers some guy, players, double chin guy, yeah, right? like, some uh, weird affair. He's like, probably, like there's like a ninety eight percent chance he's a rapist. Like, oh yeah. Real. No. Uh, and so yeah, so that I think Camp Jordan, I think he's, I I, I think he's wrong on that. Yeah, I hope he, I I would love to see Ben Roethlisberger not in the Hall of Fame because I don't like him. But Aaron Rodgers is still, don't get me wrong, he's excellent. I think he's completely overrated, though, by these players and fans. Just the fact that he got into the Pro Bowl, which I don't really care about. Because like I was saying earlier, but like the players and like co- the fans vote on this, uh, and coaches, the fact that Rodgers got in over Wilson was ridiculous. Yeah. Speaking of which, bring in the close. I got my final, final rant. So, Mitch just kind of alluded to it, but... So look at that transition. Look at that transition. Yeah, we didn't even plan that. See, we're just on the fly here. I'm I'm gonna talk about two Pro Bowl snubs. Oh Uh, Jesus! Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck. Now I know the Pro Bowl is kind of lame, but the reason I'm bringing this up is because you heard it. Mitch just said it. Basically, Aaron Rodgers took Russell Wilson's spot. Tom Brady took Andrew Luck's spot. Now I have the numbers right here. Rodgers, when you go to Rodgers' completions percentage, now he's is worse than Wilson's. He's got now he does have 900 more yards, so that's no joke. But he has 23 touchdowns to Wilson, 31. He's got four less picks, two and six interceptions respectively for Rodgers and Wilson. He's got 54.8, 64.9 respectively, Rodgers and Wilson with QBR. Same with Brady. He's got worse completion percentage. He has about 20 more yards. He's got 10 less touchdowns, 24 and 34. Uh, he has four less interceptions, nine and 13, which neither of those are great. And then they have basically the same QBR. Now, you can talk stacks all you want. I'm a big stack guy, but I don't really care about that. I, you see all the analysts list them off. I have to put them in there because, you know, i got to be a reputable sports podcast. But I think the big issue with this, and because I this year has finally we've had a year where, like, we haven't had this, like, NFL hierarchy that kind of stays. I mean, it used to be the Broncos and the Patriots in the AFC Championship, like, all the time. And, or, like, uh, At least the Patriots Manning, or I should say Manning and Brady, where, like, it was like they were always playing each other. Yeah. Uh, and then it was, like... It was a weird thing, like, the Ravens were in there twice, I believe. And then the, the Steelers. Jets were in there a couple times. Yeah. The Steelers, yeah. So, but it's always been, like, we've had the same, Steelers same team. Plug, who else? The, yeah, or but, Patriots, excuse me, and Blake yeah. Wilber else, yeah. Yeah, uh, but the uh, it's been like the same teams who are good with Aaron Rodgers, but we finally this year, we have the Chargers up and coming, the Rams up and coming, Bears have been a big surprise, uh, Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, 
We finally have a year where it's kind of up in the air. The Titans are good. The Colts are good again. Andrew Luck's back. And I think the NFL finally had the chance to say, you know what, we're we're dismissing these old quarterbacks who have been good in the past couple years, and we're bringing in these new guys, Russell Wilson and Andrew Luck, who are going to be, who already kind of are, and they're going to be the face of the NFL, like with Deshaun Watson, these kind of players. But And they get snubbed for the Pro Bowl. And I just think if you want to have the best players representing you in this game, which whether people actually care, watch, players go. But it's basically like this is what the NFL is represented by. Here's like the best players. I think it's a shame that the NFL has to go with these old guys who are the tail ends of their career. I'm not dismissing Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, although I kind of am. Because like we've been talking all year about Aaron Rodgers, bad for the Green Bay locker room. Tom Brady is not really clutch anymore. And the Patriots, their dynasty is falling off. I just, I'm I'm a decent Pro Bowl fan, but this one kind of irked me with, uh, especially with Tom Brady and Rodgers. They got these rings, let's throw them in the Pro Bowl. Well, this is why you shouldn't. This is why this is what happens when you watch the Pro Bowl. You I don't want to watch the Pro Bowl. I have not. I haven't watched. Pro you Bowl said you're a Pro Bowl second. fan. Yeah. Well, I'm a fan of like the voting process and like because the players they it's it's the resume. How many Pro Bowls? You I will say this for the Wilson Rodgers thing. Russell Wilson, Rodgers obviously plays in the NFC North. Russell Wilson has more wins in Rodgers' division in the NFC North than Aaron Rodgers does. Yeah. Rodgers has won one mean, game, Wilson's won more. And I mean, even if you look to like the non-tangibles, I mean, Aaron Rodgers got a bad team and he had a bad season. Russell Wilson, they're, Seahawks, like you look at their like roster, it's not really that good. Their defense is remnants of what it used to be. The offense doesn't have a lot of weapons. And he's still dragging this lifeless carcass to a five seed in the playoffs. This is true. And then you got Andrew Luck, eight games, three more touchdowns. He turned Eric Ebron, who is the most, he was big tight end coming out of college. The most touchdowns he's had in a season is five. This year he has 12. Who is that? Who is that because? It's because Andrew Luck, with his 34 touchdowns, is dragging this offense with zero weapons on it. They only have, they basically have a good quarterback and a really good offensive line. And then a bunch of homeless dudes at receiver and running back. And he's dragged him to a playoff berth. So I think, like, it's another thing with these two guys. Like, they're, they're doing so much for their team. And I guess they won't be rewarded because they're not winning the Super Bowl. Let's be real. And they're not being rewarded with the Pro Bowl. So I don't disagree with you. But like I started with, I'm not big into these award games or whatever. Because well, it's, not about the it's game. just the Pro Bowl. It's, it's not about Pro the Bowl game. Stupid. It's about the title. How many Pro Bowls you got? It's kind of like that thing. But they got all these reserves and stuff. Like, Jordan Howard wasn't named to the Pro Bowl last year, and then he still played in it because he was a but he reserve. Doesn't, but so he, doesn't get, that... he doesn't get on his resume, though, that he was a Pro Bowl selection. The Pro Bowl thing is stupid. Yeah, you got to do something for the players. You know what they should do instead? They should switch <laughs> positions at the Pro Bowl and have the linemen cool. play quarterback and then have, like, the receivers and cornerbacks play D-line. That would be fun to watch. Just put Vince Wilfork out there. Like, <laughs> a receiver. Out. Have the quarterback long snap to the uh, center. Yeah, that would be good. That would be, I, that would be, be more entertaining than that injured, garbage though. they put out right now. Yeah, well. Purple stupid. They still make money off of it. NFL always wins. And on that uh, sad note, we're ending our podcast. <laughs> well, happy holidays. Yeah, right? happy holiday. Mer- yeah, like we were saying, Merry Christmas. We'll try and get Happy Festivus. Happy yeah. belated Hanukkah. Yeah, Merry Christmas, you filthy Happy animals. Kwanzaa. We'll, we'll try and get these podcasts out. Uh, as fast as we can. Well, you'll be listening to it, so it doesn't matter when we get them out. By the time you're listening to this, it'll yeah. already be out. Yeah. 
you well, I'm saying we're, tr- we're trying to get them out on Mondays and Tuesdays, not like Thursdays when NFL games are about to be played. But well, it's Thursday right now. Is there any Thursday night games? No. Oh, oh no they got to move to Saturday. Saturday night, so they got to make that moolah. That's right. But anyways, thanks for listening in. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We had a good meme recently on Twitter. We if you, did. If you guys like memes? You got a lot of likes and retweets. Shout out to me, I guess. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, we will catch you next week. And uh, like you said, happy holidays. Merry Christmas.